When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you miss anything here on Amber and Ian, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. We're both high on the talent of Justin Fields. You heard Ian say it there, though, in the right situation with the right coaching staff. And there are still question marks whether either of those things exist around him with Chicago. We will find out maybe a little bit more tonight. The Chicago Bears take on the Washington Commanders on Thursday night football kickoff in a little bit over 10 minutes from now. So let's bring in some help analyzing that game from a betting perspective and uh, all the other games coming our way this weekend. ESPN Sports betting analyst and daily wager contributor Anita Marks joining us here on Amber and Ian. And Anita, as always, thanks so much for your time. Let's start with this game tonight. The Commanders are six-point favorites tonight. What are you doing with the line in this one? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I don't like the six. Um, so a few things. Number one, I, I think the best bet here is to take the over at 44.5. Both these defenses are god-awful. Uh, the Bears have allowed 25 points per game or more in 14 straight games. Washington has allowed 33 points per game their last three. So I think the over here is the play. But I'm also, I like teasers. So I'm going to play a two-way teaser. Where I'm going to tease Washington down to a pick because I do believe Washington is the better team here. And I'm going to tease the over down to 38-and-a-half. So that's how I'm playing this matchup tonight. And just to throw my two cents in, guys, I want Justin Fields on my fantasy football roster. But if I'm starting a franchise, I'm rolling with Sam Howell. I know, I know it's, I know it's a, a very, you know, a small sample size in regard to what we've seen. But boy, there's a lot of promise there. And when you, when you're looking for a quarterback, one of the most important things is accuracy. And Justin Fields just doesn't have it. I, I mean, that's something that is, is uh, a coach once told me the crib factor. You're born with it. You can't coach accuracy. Either you have it or you don't. And Justin Fields doesn't have it. Anita, I would give you the example, though, of a guy, and I covered Justin a lot in college, and I also covered Jalen Hurts a lot in college. And Jalen Hurts did not have accuracy at all at Alabama. And then he and Lincoln Riley really helped him become more accurate at Oklahoma, and he fine-tuned it at Phillies. So I would disagree that you can teach it and coach it because Jalen Hurts is the ultimate example. Agree or disagree? I, I don't I don't I don't have his numbers in, in regards to you know what he was back then in college so I, I I can't comment on that I mean really all all we really do know of Jalen Hurts is what we've seen in Philadelphia at least for me so I, I trust your opinion I, you know obviously you would know you've got your finger on the pulse of college football better than most um, but just based on what I've seen so far in the NFL I I just like I said, I, I mean, you know, I want I want fields on my fantasy roster, but if, <laughs> but if I'm if, if I'm starting a, a team, boy, you you really gotta like what you've seen from Sam Howell so far. 
Well, I'll tell you this. I'm with you on the over. As a matter of fact, I played it, and I am I am spot on with you when it comes to the over in this particular game. Uh, is there a prop that you might like when it comes to either one of these quarterbacks, whether it's Justin Fields or Sam Howell? Yeah, so um, in regard to quarterback Sam Howell, I like over 12.5 rushing yards. He rushed for 40 yards against the Philadelphia Eagles, and let's be honest, their defense um, is quite good. So that was impressive. I, I think I think it's at twelve and a half. I think that there's some really good value here. Um, I'm really high on the wide receivers tonight. Like one of my favorite, my best bet on daily wager was DJ Moore over receiving yards. I also like over receptions, anytime touchdown. His longest reception is twenty one and a half. He's got twenty two car- targets his last three games. He's got two games where he's put up over a hundred receiving yards. Washington has given up a plethora of receiving yards to opposing wide receivers. And also, anytime touchdown, they also have a league-high 10% of the touchdowns that teams score against Washington come from the wide receiver. I also like Terry McLaurin over receiving yards. So uh, I'm really high on the receivers. I, I think this, this very well can be a barn burner. I think they're going to throw the ball all over the lot, and I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, Nina Marks joining us here on Amber and Ian. You can check her out on the Daily Wager ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. Let's talk about some of the other games coming our way on Sunday, Anita. We got Jets-Broncos this weekend. There's some drama there with those storylines, the comments of Peyton against Nathaniel Hackett before we started the season. Neither of these teams have been finding the right side of the win-loss column, uh, at least not what their fan bases would want, but maybe things could turn around here. What do you do with this game between the Jets and the Broncos? Yeah, this is a really interesting one, and this is going to be one that you're going to want to watch for all for all the things you just mentioned, right? Like all the entertainment, Sean Payton, his comments against Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers came out and said, don't talk bad about my offensive coordinator. But on top of all of that, right, there's Zach Wilson, who went out and had his best game of his entire career. And this is a Jets team feel, who feel that they have been robbed by the refs. They feel that they should have, could have, would have beaten Kansas City if it wasn't for that bad call. Then you had Zach Wilson on the sideline, in tears, the team rallying around him. It's not your fault. You had a great game. So there, there's just there's a lot that's festering here in New York with this Jets team. Let me tell you something. Watch out. Because that defense was fired up because of the way that Zach Wilson was playing. I think they're going to come in. They're going to play excellent defense. They're going to want to make a statement for Nathaniel Hackett. If Zach Wilson could look even just half of what we saw him perform when he came out in the second half, watch out. So really interesting stat here as well. 87% of the drive opponents are facing the Denver Broncos defense, end up in touchdowns. 87% of the time, the teams drive the ball against the Denver Broncos touchdowns. For the Jets, only 31%. So I like like the Jets here, guys. There's there's a storm brewing here in New York, heading up to mile high, and, and I think the Jets walk away with a very significant victory on Sunday.
Anita, you know that Jets organization so well, having been embedded with them for years. If you can, elaborate a little bit more on on the galvanizing aspect of what we saw from Zach Wilson against the reigning world champs as going from ownership on down just to the quarterback and the rest of that team. Yeah, you listen, I am, I'm the biggest Zach Wilson critic. And, and I, I host radio here in New York, and, Jet, and, and we are the home of the Jets, and Jets fans think I hate the Jets. <laughs> they just don't understand how can how can ESPN Radio in New York have me on air? I'm a Jets hater. I hate the organization. I'm biased. All the things. But man, um, and and I do. I rip Zach Wilson. I, I think I think where the Jets drafted him was maybe worse than what the the 49ers did with with Trey Lance. But man, did he impress me against Kansas City. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, I don't know if it was because Aaron Rodgers was there helping uh, earlier in the week in regard to the game plan. Whatever the case, maybe Zach wanted to impress Taylor Swift. Maybe he felt <laughs> more comfortable with Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I don't know. But, man, did we see Zach Wilson. He was just his, his you know, back shoulder throws, like, like pinpoint accuracy, um, throwing on time. Like, that was a Zach Wilson. At one point in time, if you were watching the game and listening to the game, Collinsworth said, wait a minute, is this Aaron Rodgers dressed up as Zach Wilson? Like, who's, who's this quarterback? We've never seen him before. So, and, and that really galvanized this defense. And I think, you know, if, if they could tap into that and they can get that type of Zach Wilson and, and really get this defense fired up, compounded, with what Sean Payton said about Nathaniel Hackett, man, uh, this this team is is really coming into Denver to do some damage, guys. There, there's a lot of emotion that this team is playing with right now. Again, also uh, with the horrible play calling uh, with Kansas City, which which the Jets absolutely feel they would have beaten. They would have beaten Kansas City if it wasn't for that um, uh, pass interference call. Anita, somehow I, I'm, I'm the opposite of you. My uh, career has taken a weird turn where I become a Zach Wilson <laughs> defender over time, and people accuse me of being related to him. We have the same last name. We kind of look alike. <laughs> it's this weird thing. But you have blonde been right. Hair, blue eyes. Lo- yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes. You have been right a lot more than I have been right, though. I got one week out of Zach Wilson's entire career. We'll see if I can get another one this weekend. ESPN sports betting analyst Anita Marks. You can check her out on Daily Wager. Thanks, Anita. Hey, enjoy the game tonight. Like I said, should be a lot of points and a lot of fun. Again, the Bears and Commanders are kicking things off here in just a couple minutes. When that game gets underway, we will keep you updated on all of the action. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we're going to get you set for kickoff of that game. We'll dive a bit more into it. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Fitzsimmons just threw a temper tantrum during the break because his Amazon streaming wasn't working to watch this Thursday night game for like a moment in time. I mean, did you even miss kickoff? I don't even have mine pulled up yet. No, it just kicked. Yeah, okay. but it's okay. still, I mean, it was like, wait, what happened to me? It just shut down on me. And now, yes, we are back. I mean, he was mother bleeping good. technology. He was saying words <laughs> I've never heard before in my life. You say them every day. That's true. So I certainly mom. do. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So yeah, we will don't play innocent. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, speaking of insurance, my TV, the far left here, almost needed some insurance because it was about to get kicked in. So yeah, uh, we're good, yeah, they're they're the well, we're glad that you got the issue resolved because kicking in your television, I don't know if you're aware of how technology works, wouldn't have actually done anything to affect the Amazon stream, but you've got it up and running. So we will keep America updated on Bears Commanders as that Thursday night football matchup gets underway. But right now, Ian's got some betting advice. Bet till your hands bleed. This one is simple. Right now, 16-10 and 10 on the year against the number. Here in Bet to Your Hands, Bleed on Amber and Ian. There's no rhyme or reason to this selection, except that Vegas says so. The Ravens, on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers, are only a four-point favorite. That's it. Only four? Give me the Steelers in a rivalry game at home when people are doubting Mike Tomlin. And that team, I'll take the points and sports pure hate. And also, America's all over Baltimore. Give me Pittsburgh. I'll be the contrarian. Bet to your hands bleed. So that is the advice. Again, we will keep you updated as Thursday night football gets underway. But speaking of the Chicago Bears, we we have to pay homage here to one of the greatest football players who ever lived. And that's Dick Butkus. We lost him at 80 years old. The Butkus family said that he passed away last night in his sleep. The bears put out a statement. They said in part that he was the ultimate bear. One of the greatest players in NFL history. He was Chicago's son. He played for his hometown team. He spent his entire career with the Chicago bears from 1965 to 1973. The numbers are still unbelievable in 2023. Ian told a touching story off the top of the show about Dick Butkus. Just your interactions, how how yeah. nice with his time he always was. As a you. young producer coming up, you know, before I, I made the transition over to the other side of the microphone, I mean, anytime that you reached out to one of the legends, I mean, sometimes you get like, no, I don't have time. Click, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, what, are you kidding me? No, go through my, you know, my, my booking agent. Click. Yeah, how'd you get my number? Click. Mm-hmm. Dick Buckus was always gracious. And I was at WJOX in Birmingham, Alabama, producing a show called The Morning Express when I was in my mid-20s. And, you know, they, they want, we had this, this segment called The Legends of the Game. And so I would track down different living legends, right? And obviously Dick Buckus is a living legend, uh, you know, and, and 
until passing today at the age of 80. I mean, he's on the all-60s decade team, on the all-70s decade team, on the all-75th anniversary team, on the all-100th anniversary team. The man made eight straight Pro Bowls and had 22 picks as a linebacker. And when he hits you, man, your family felt it. I mean, go back and watch some of the old films of 51, but every time that I would call him, he always said, when, what time, how much time do you need? It was unbelievably gracious. And at the time, Amber, remember, he was also a movie star. I mean, he, he was in, you know, TV shows and films and, and not just this remarkable linebacker, you know, that played the game at, at the highest level that, that we've ever seen being a part of not one but two all-decade teams and not one but a two quarter-century teams. And he always took the phone call and was always gracious in storytelling. And, you know, this urban legend wasn't true. And, and this one was. I mean, he was just a, a great person. On the field, he wanted to gut you. Off the field, what could he give you? That was Dick Buckus. Dick Buckus did a ton of things you mentioned outside of football, in football. 1,020 tackles, those 22 interceptions that you mentioned, 27 fumble recoveries in the span of nine seasons. He was enshrined to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1979. The Bears retired his number 51 jersey. In 1994, he starred in a ton of television commercials, dozens of films, television shows, any given Sunday, Hang Time, The Last Boy Scout. He was also an analyst for CBS. He continued to be incredibly active up until the day that he passed away. Quite literally, yesterday, he posted on his Instagram uh, his picks here for week five. So he has been very active always in and around the world of football. Michael Wilbon, when you think of Chicago, you think of Dick Butkus. You also think of Michael Wilbon, ESPN analyst, Chicago native. He was on SportsCenter talking about the Chicago Bears great. Dick personified Chicago. He's from Chicago. He didn't just play for the Bears. He grew up on the south side of Chicago, went to Chicago Vocational School. There was nothing fancy about him. He grew up on the south side. He and, and Ray Nitschke, who obviously played the great Packer linebacker, these were like the toughest guys. I was scared of them as like a grown man. I was scared to like walk up to them and say hello. And the irony is that Dick was so funny. I mean, he made his living after football sort of making fun of himself and his, with his, using his great sense of humor. Um, but he was <laughs> devastation describes it all. So that again, Michael Wilbon speaking on the Chicago Bears legend, Dick Butkus, and not just a Chicago Bears legend, but an NFL legend alike. So certainly somebody who had a huge impact on the league and somebody who will be missed. We will keep you updated on this game. Uh, Justin Fields to DJ Moore already very early on in this game I for a touchdown. A for that DJ well, and Moore that, prop, right? Exactly. The Bears are up seven zip on the Washington Commanders. And Anita Marks told you just minutes ago that she liked the wide receivers in this game for Chicago, and she liked DJ Moore a lot in this game as a player prop. And the over, which I do as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, hey, let's uh, – uh, no, no whammies. We don't, we don't like to jinx, right? In the moment, though, you know, Bears are up 7-zip. Some of us may be fiscally invested in Chicago and more so on the over. 
Uh, but I did hammer down on DJ Moore and Cole Komet, you know, the pride of Notre Dame, uh, when it comes to the Bears after we're having Anita on. Woman knows her football. When Ian threw the temper tantrum uh, when we were in commercial, and it's still he going. I, my my Zoom froze up. Right? Oh, I did I mean, see your Zoom freeze. I mean, I mean, my TV is is freezing here. I mean, what the hell's going on here? For in a Dallas, moment, Texas? I thought it was my Zoom that was frozen because James and Nick Cardi, our AP tonight, they were also both completely motionless, and then I discovered because I saw Nick blink that they were in fact just mesmerized <laughs> by the game and that's why they were motionless. They were just Nick watching blink. football. You were actually frozen. Uh, Bears converted on two third and longs on that drive. Third and nine and third and 14. Uh, both were passes to DJ Moore. Well, look at that. So certainly Anita Marks giving yeah, the tickets. good advice. If you missed that or anything here on Amber and Ian, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. I still don't have the game pulled up yet. In well, you're my... in your new studio. Like yeah, right now, I, I, when I'm looking at you, I think you're in a women's prison. I mean, there's, I know, there's, nothing, there's nothing behind the you, right? It's like a bare wall. It's like you're in like this room where a guard let, let, let us in and, and you have like eight minutes and go. Talk I have to, to decorate attorney. in here. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to that. I I, I just moved <laughs> in here. <laughs> Time's up, Amber. <laughs> it does look really barren and really depressing in here. And I don't have a television in here. So and I'm trying to pull up the game on my cell what phone. What the hell? <laughs> oh, coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we'll continue to unpack this game and plenty more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. The road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all of the postseason action on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Let's talk about some postseason baseball. Let's bring in some help to do it. ESPN MLB analyst Jessica Mendoza joining us here on Amber and Ian. And Jessica, thanks so much for your time. You know, I didn't think Ian and I would be sitting here tonight because often our show gets bumped for postseason baseball here and all anybody had to do was just make a series a little bit interesting and we wouldn't have ended up being on air tonight instead you get all sweeps in the wild card round how were you uh, how surprised were you about that i mean i i was excited for there to be games today to be honest like i wanted there to be more. I mean, ESPN only gets these this round for you know uh, the postseason, and obviously everything is on ESPN Radio. But to be able to tell the story of the season, so many of these teams. I mean, to be honest, I was in Tampa Bay and to see their season end the way that it did. I mean, it was flat out ugly, like bad baseball. And this is a team, Tampa Bay, that started the season thirteen and zero, tied a record, most wins all time. Um, you know, in the history of the beginning of the season and. So to see them go out like that, I'm like, come on, let's just get to three games and compete and to see no series get to that third game just, I think, kind of shows you the imbalance of every single fight. What did you make of Chris Young, Rangers GM, and obviously former Major League Baseball pitcher, who's a Dallas native, kind of attacking you know the, the Houston Astros reporter going, you know what, we, we didn't celebrate over the top. Our guys are going to be ready. And then they go and not just take one, but all, both games in Tampa – and move on without, you know, Jacob DeGrom going out early in the rotation. You make the move for Scherzer. You lose him late, yet here they are surviving and advancing. What would you make of Chris Young defending his guys and then what they did in the series that you just called? Well, I mean, first of all, it's rare to get a GM that's a player, um, and that's Chris Young. Anyone who's been around him, I mean, not only does he have the intellect and the understanding and you know, all the analytics that you see now with the front office, but he just knows culture, like flat out. He's let guys go the last couple of years because they just didn't fit into what he had planned, you know, as far as work ethic, like being a leader, like all of these different things. And when I look at this Texas Rangers team and who Chris Young is, I mean, bringing in Bruce Bush, he's sitting down with him for seven hours to convince him, like flew out to him at the beginning of this season, you know, before the beginning of this year to get him to manage this team, um, Chris Young is so unique to be in a front office. You do not see an ex-player be able to be in that position. Someone who also worked in MLB for as long as he did just understands the in- intricacies. So when you have DeGrom, Scherzer, so many dudes go down, he's built this team to be able to last even if their most talented guys aren't on the field. Jessica Mendoza joining us here on Amber and Ian. Uh, Jessica, you mentioned that you were in Tampa covering this game. So I have to ask you, or the series, so I have to ask you about the controversy surrounding the Rays' attendance. 19,704 for that wild card opener. That's the lowest since 1919. I live in the Tampa Bay area. The Trop is a, is a pretty terrible place. Everyone oh. around here complains about that fan experience. But what did you make about the Rays' attendance issues? It's embarrassing. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm watching, you know, we were first on air. You know, and we're on ABC. You're kicking off the wild card on Tuesday. And to just see, like, no one come into the stadium. And it's not a surprise. <laughs> it's something that, I mean, you know you live there. Like, you understand um, that that's unfortunately not the support. 
Well, my mind is blown is the fact that they are building a new stadium, but they're putting it in the same exact spot. And, you know, I I just don't know. I'm hoping, like, maybe they have some huge intricate plans for, you know, a train to come in there to where they can just get fans in and out easily or something, but I have a feeling they don't. So what are we doing? Like, when we look forward to the future – all I know is from Major League Baseball is they this can't happen again. You can't have, especially like wild card games. You can't get more exciting, right? I mean, it's the best of three. Like it's gonna like, come quick. Like you're only in Tampa Bay for the entire series, right? There's no like five games, seven games. Like every single moment matters. And not only was there nineteen thousand, but it wasn't even nineteen thousand loud. It was like quiet. I guess they didn't have a lot to cheer for. But even like the beginning of the game, like here we go. You know, I'm watching Minnesota, I'm watching Philly, I'm watching freaking Milwaukee, like, go off. And I was envious. I'm like, I'm in Tampa Bay, I love the area, the people, but come on. Like, we need baseball fans to support their team, and they didn't show up. How many mom or daddy jokes could you audibly hear? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was, I mean, Sean McDonough, who was the play-by-play for, I mean, he was constantly just kind of making jabs and, you know, like, how can you tell if the crowd is left? Like, you know, just making jokes throughout the, the series. But at the end of the day, like, it, it was really about the team, the players, and I wonder how much that does affect. I mean, the Twins talked about how in their series, Carlos Correa, after the game, the first game win, said that the crowd literally propelled them, pushed them in moments where they had nerves, but they were like, we got to do this. When you don't have that, yes, you don't lose because you don't, but it definitely affects you in one way or another enough in these games to where it matters. And that leads me to the next question because you've got the Phillies and Braves, and I wish this was a seven-game series, right? I mean, we deserve seven with these two juggernauts. Look, Atlanta is a bandwagon crowd. Philly, that's like an SEC football game. It's like you're going to LSU at night. I mean, so if you can – Describe that atmosphere and what we might see between these two teams. Well, I mean, first of all, Philadelphia, and we experienced this last year. I got to call the World Series, and, I mean, it is beyond raucous. Like, just, I mean, anyone who's been around anyone from Philadelphia, you don't even have to have been set foot in Philadelphia. If you know someone from Philly, multiply them times 40,000 for their team, like, going crazy, and... I mean, it's so loud, it's like you can feel it. Like, almost like the old Yankee Stadium where, like, the stadium would start to move. You feel that in Philadelphia. It's an energy, a just ridiculous, like, loud that, like, gets you at your core. Now, Atlanta, you know, they're a much better team over the regular season. They showed that. I mean, the the amount of series that they won over there, the amount of games that they had – is this fair? I mean, this is where the, the question comes up. Should this be a reseeding? Like, why aren't we reseeding once you get past the wild card series and you have all these matchups to where the Braves are not facing the Phillies right now, especially the Braves is the number one seed in the NL. If you ask them, okay, come on. Like, if you could choose a team right now, would you rather have the Diamondbacks or would you rather have the Phillies? And they should be able to have that option. ESPN MLB analyst Jessica Mendoza joining us here on Amber and Ian. Uh, so you were on Rangers Rays. Now you've got Dodgers D-backs coming up. What are you looking forward to most in this series, Jessica? I mean, I, I'm excited to see the Dodgers play. I've called 20 other games this year, and to be able to now see them at, like, the next level, you know, 
what happened last year against San Diego, um, the complete, like, are you freaking kidding me right now? And to see how different their team is this year. Um, and the fact that it isn't better. Like, they aren't a more talented team, but they're better in that they've lost. They, in fact, the Diamondbacks were winning the division. Um, they, like, kicked their tails the first couple months of the season. And they had to figure some stuff out for the first time, I think, in a decade where they had to, like, really rework some of their positioning, really lean on some new guys and leaders. I mean, J.D. Martinez, what he's done the last month and a half. So I like this team better than last year. Um, but anytime you have two teams, division, going against each other, we just talked about the Phillies and the Braves. And when one team's absolutely annihilated the other over the course of the season, saw that last year with the Padres, the Diamondbacks are rolling right now. So what they did to the Brewers coming into this series the one weakness the Dodgers have right now is they don't have starting pitching for the first time in a long time. So they're going to have to lean on the bullpen. I mean, is Kershaw going to be more of an opener? I mean, there's so many questions. But I get excited, guys. <laughs> We've seen the Dodgers look very much the same for 10 years, and this is going to be a very different look. Love it. How do you explain what the hell happened with the Mets where GM resigns? <clears throat> You're looking for a new skipper right now, and Buck Shellwalter is now uh, – Rumors have it that he's interested in the Angels' job. You have one of the highest payrolls in baseball. What in the hell happened with the Mets? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, like, do we have an hour show to break this down? Because... <laughs> you know what I think? I mean, we laugh. If you don't laugh, is... you cry, right, if you're a Mets fan. If you don't laugh, you're going to cry. So, Well, the thing is, if you're a Mets fan, you cry a lot, right? Like, anyone who knows point. Mets fans it's like that's what happens. Like there's a lot of complaining, a lot of like what the heck, right? That's that's like not unusual. This has been another level this year. I mean, because to be honest, Mets fans have never had their hopes so high. I mean, you've always had ownership that never went out and spent like this. So now all of a sudden comes Steve Cohen, you're like, finally, like here we go. We get all the dudes you could ever want, and none of it works out. Now, there's a part of me, like I see it with San Diego as well, is it's really refreshing to see that you can't just do that. That when you see teams like Milwaukee and Tampa Bay and, all, you know, the Diamondbacks, like these under-payroll teams, I know this is the narrative that people don't want to hear anymore, but it makes me happy to know that you can go out and find dudes and not just have to pay them, that you have to really understand what makes your team work. And, yes, culture, but also just, all of the different things, that, tools that you can find out about a player, players that, that are in waivers, that get let go by other teams. That's who Tampa Bay, that's who Milwaukee, that's who the Diamondbacks go out and get, rework them, and make them great. The Mets don't do that. Padres haven't done that. And now, who did they go get? I mean, this is where I get excited for the Mets, because David Stearns is coming in, and now he's going to have money and smarts. He has both. And I, I just think it's going to be a different day for New York, but it's not going to be like, let's just write checks. And that's refreshing. So that's one of the most depressing stories of the season. Well, I want to ask you real quickly on the way out here, Jessica, and I know we're up against it, but I want to ask you about a happier story coming out of baseball this season. And that's the run of the Miami Marlins. Kim Ng is the first female general manager in Major League Baseball history. She got a team to a postseason who has been to a postseason fewer than any other team in Major League Baseball, even though, of course, the Marlins have a couple World Series. What do you make of that impact on Major League Baseball to have a female GM headed, having this organization headed the right direction? Amber, I just I love that you have brought this. Like, and I know it's been talked about, but I do think it gets lost. 
right now um, because Kim Ng is so good, and she should have been a general manager 15 years ago. So to see her finally, it's not like, hey, we hired her because she was a woman. No one's doing that. Not for that position. You know, that's not a position you check the box. That's a position you got to get the right person. And so many organizations passed on her. Like, overqualified, like ridiculous. And so the fact that Miami has brought her in and she is showing, not only is she there to break barriers and just make so many of us proud, but she's also killing it. When you see what they've done in just two years, um, since she's been there. And I I get excited about how the Miami Marlins are going to be moving forward. I'm not, I know they didn't really show up in Philadelphia, but this is an organization that wasn't even ready to be a playoff team yet. When you look at the talent, when you even look at the depth of that team, I mean, what they were working with, the injuries that they had throughout the course of the season, I just get really excited, not just because she's a woman. I mean, of course, hello. Like, we're biased for sure. I just get excited because – it's showing everyone else that passed on her. Like, what were you thinking? Like, just hire the best person and let's get over Amen. female, male. Like, let's go out and find the people that are good. And Kimming is proving that. Yeah, her journey in baseball started three years before the Marlins even became a team in Major League Baseball. It took her a long time to get there, but boy, is she there. ESPN Major League Baseball, Jessica Mendoza. Also, she is there. Thanks, Jessica. Yeah, no, thank you both. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we're going to look ahead to this weekend in college football. Let's get into some Ian Fitzsimmons expertise in the world of college. That's next. Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Chicago Bears are up right now 10-0 on the Washington Commanders. We are going to get to everything happening in the world of college football. There are some things coming up on Saturday that Ian is fired up about. But before we do that, a little bit more betting advice. Bet till your hands bleed. 16 and 10 against the number coming into tonight. And we have another college play for you. Two plays, same game. Give me the Arizona Wildcats in a sandwich game here. Trap game against USC. Think about it. USC is coming off an emotional win at Colorado. 9 a.m. their body clock time kick. Notre Dame's on the horizon. Arizona can score. Arizona ain't bad. 
trap game. Give me Arizona plus 22. Right now, 21.5. Buy it up to 22. You might not even have to buy it come Saturday. And give me the over 72 in this game because USC couldn't stop Amber, you and I. So give me Arizona plus 22 and the over 72. Bet it till your hands bleed. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Let's talk about the Tez Walker situation. She's got unbelievable speed off the line, Coach. Right. So you, you, four, you, three, you know, 40. Watch out. Bam. You don't know. I could. Nobody knows. Not even me, because I ain't never tried. Uh, Tez Walker, <laughs> the situation surrounding this player. There have been so many times that we have talked in the break or in pre-show meetings about bringing up the Tez Walker situation. And every time, you get incredibly fired up. And now there's even a new development. So I want to give you an opportunity here, because the North Carolina wide receiver is now eligible to play. In 2023, yeah, look, after a, new information allegedly emerged that the NCAA I'm said failed short. to provide, I don't even, I just, now he's playing all of a sudden. <laughs> what is The that? NCAA said that UNC failed to provide certain information previously. And that now he, because they finally provided it, now he's eligible to play coming into week six. He's a transfer from Kent State that never played at North Carolina Central because their season was canceled due to COVID. So they, were, they, they, they referred to him as a two-transfer guy. Shut the hell up. He never played a damn down at North Carolina Central. And you've had eight months to rule on this thing. You dragged your feet, Charlie Baker, the new... Now he's a new direct deposit, you know, for... The NCAA replacing the old direct deposit. It was Mark Embert who didn't care about the game or the student athlete or the fans. All he cared about was his $2 million plus direct deposit every year. I really had hope for Charlie Baker coming in as a new NCAA president. But they're now blaming UNC saying, you didn't give us the proper forms and this information. Now you did. Now he's cleared. B bleeping S. What happened was... Public outcry shamed you, and now you're allowing Tez Walker to come and play. That's the end of it, end of conversation, and it should have never come to this, but they finally are allowing Tez Walker on the field. And I love that Bubba Cunningham, the AD at at UNC, called bogus on the NCAA saying, you didn't give us all the information in a timely fashion. He goes, yeah, we did. Yes, we did, and you've had it forever. And the, the video of Tez Walker and the embrace when he when Mac Brown told him that he was eligible, what that's what that's what college ball is all about. So NCAA, whatever you're trying to sell, shut the hell up because none of us are buying it, and it's a damn good thing that Tez Walker is finally on the field. The UNC AD Bubba Cunningham that Ian was just referring to and the NCAA have been publicly bickering and very Ooh. publicly for months. And it didn't stop just because now Tez Walker's eligible to play, by the way. The, you, the NCAA released that statement after making Tez Walker eligible that Ian just alluded to, quote, uh, that if it, it would not basically putting the blame on UNC, UNC saying that they de- that they did not have the information in a timely manner, a timely wow. submission of materials was what the NCAA was officially calling it. And Bubba Cunningham responded with the NCAA, quote unquote, delayed making the correct decision. So yeah, they, they had months. 
half a damn year to make the right decision. And they screwed it up with Florida State's defensive lineman in Jackson, mm-hmm. who went home to be with his mom, who's sick, and they screwed this one up as well. So Tez Walker is 6'3". Uh, he hauled in 58 receptions, 921 yards, and 11 touchdowns last season for Kent State. He is now eligible to join the Tar Heels for Saturday's matchup against Syracuse. So we will see what that looks like for the undefeated UNC Tar Heels. Now Tez Walker gets to play with Drake May, which was one of the reasons that he breathe. transferred to UNC. Yeah, and to be closer to his family right. due to mental health issues. And yet, you know, the NCAA says... Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, he can't transfer twice. We've got guys like Keaton Slovis, quarterback at BYU, is on the 88th team. I mean, he started at – I don't even think I can follow this. I think he started at USC, then West Virginia. No, that's the other USC quarterback. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's it's, a pro- it's insane. In, fa- in fairness, navigating this is insane. The transfer portal has made college football oh, yeah. genuinely insane. But we, we have guys like go on on six years sabbaticals, right, and 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 play for seven or eight different teams. Yet this young man who never played a down for for North Carolina Central because of the COVID year, they canceled their season. He played at Kent State. You're saying he's a two transfer guy? No, he wasn't. And they gave you all the stuff. You're, it's a blatant lie by the NCAA. They got publicly shamed and had to reverse course. That's why. That's what this came to, and I'm glad he's finally going to be able to play. Real quick update. Uh, Justin Fields and DJ Moore are going crazy tonight. Just wait until you see this touchdown throw. Another touchdown pass from Fields to DJ Moore. Bears. That betting advice you got right here, and Amber and Ian looks pretty, pretty good right now.